Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. Ah, yeah, it's the 28th. It's Dykes on Bikes, your Gitmo Nation audio publication, 108. This is No Agenda. Ah, coming to you from an undisclosed loft location in Gitmo Nation West. It is Sunday. Hi, everybody. I'm Adam Curry. And from Silicon Valley North, the... Uh part of the Bay Area that's actually warm today. I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill in the morning. Well, oh, it's still barely in the morning. John, <laughs> what the hell happened, man? You had me worried. It's 10 past 10. We were supposed to start around 8.15, 8.30. 30 actually is what the time was. Yeah, what happened? Uh, my alarm didn't go off. I forgot to turn it on. But I thought you uh, slept seven hours, and then that you know that's it. You wake up automatically. Yeah, once in a while. <laughs> I had a lot of fun with the uh, producers and listeners who were twittering. Uh, uh, yeah, I, 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 got, I got that impression. I personally believe that you were. Hey, stop it! Stop the papers. Believe that you were uh, leading the Dykes uh, on Bikes parade for. Yeah, uh, you know, if they gave me the opportunity, I would. You know, and and I'm, I'm a and little who bit. Who wouldn't? Yeah. Who wouldn't? <laughs> I'm a little bit pissed because Mickey and I totally want to go see them, and now we're probably going to miss them because they're leading the parade. Well, can I tell you something? Yeah, they have this event every year. Yeah, but the- <laughs> thanks. Not not entirely the point. It's kind of weird though in the city. Yesterday, everything was closed. It seemed like the whole city just emptied out. There was no one on the street. What is that? Does does like straight San Francisco leave town or something? Uh, all, any, all the smart money does, yes. Oh, please. What do you mean by that? I just said. The place is crawling. I mean, they got all the streets blocked off. You can't drive around. It's, it's, you know, it's just a mess. It's like the worst date in the world to go to the city. What was interesting yesterday is uh, we, we did do some shopping. You know, the Union Square stuff was open. And every 150 feet, there would be someone there for proper Proposition H. H. Proposition 8. Whoops, Freudian. Um, and they say, hey, hi, hello, can I talk to you for a second uh, uh, about uh, supporting uh, um, same-sex marriage? And, 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 and at a certain point, I just had no other answer than, hey, you know what? I support same-sex marriage and same-sex sex. And you see them like, huh? Oh, uh, <laughs> uh. What is the point? You know, and what, they want me to sign something or what's the deal? Or they just Probably. trying to... Or is this just about uh, no? There's a voting. there's a petition going around so they can put another uh, ballot amendment. Uh, you know, in, in California, they have a lot of these referendums that people that are in politics hate. In other words, the public decides. Oh, blast the public! Blast democracy! And so um, they're trying to get this on the ballot. Hmm. Is it referendums or referenda? I don't know. Oh, you're in a mood today, aren't you? I'm just saying. I don't know. John C. Here's why. Here, here's what you want to know: the bad news, and this reason this was Billy Mays found dead in Florida home. Who's Billy Mays? He's the pitchman, the orange oil guy. He's the guy that talks like this, and he has all these pitches on TV. He's like the pitchman. This in the what, case what is, of what me, does he pitch? What does he pitch? He pitches. Uh, he's on. He's like the inf- king of the infomercial. Hmm. So this is the third of three? No, actually, it's four now with Ed McMahon. No, see, this is it. This is what I'm thinking. Ed McMahon was one because he's a pitch man. Ah. That's what McMahon was. Billy Mays is two. So we three still to come. No, the celebrities, everybody keeps forgetting about Carradine. Oh, David Carradine. So that's the three for the celebrities. Now we need a third pitchman. 
Is that what you need saying? one more pitch man? I really got boned uh, by yeah. ABC News. Did you follow this? No, tell me. So I was in New York and we were doing some business, and I get an email from a producer from ABC World News Tonight with Charles Gibson. And he says, hey, uh, Adam, uh, I, I see from your Twitter that you're in town. Could we interview you about Michael Jackson? And, and I was like, yeah, that's actually, I'd like to do that because all I see is all these hypocrite cocksuckers who four years ago were doing nothing. I'm sorry, what, what, what were they again? Hypocritic, <laughs> hypocritic cocksuckers who were doing, huh. who do not, four years ago they were doing, doing nothing but, oh, Michael Jackson, the child molester, and where there's smoke, there's fire. And now he dies and it's all like, oh, we're going to miss him with music. The same dickheads, just hypocrites. I'm like, you know, I'd love to, to talk about that. Um, how the message of love that Michael Jackson spread doesn't sell. And uh, so they come down to the hotel. Um, we actually do a good job. We produce this awesome room with glass all around it. You can look out over the city. And they spend two hours with me, two hours. And I was on my game. I, I, I was, re- oh. and I had some great things to say. Oh, wait, let me, uh, yeah, I can see where this is headed. <laughs> 12 seconds on air. Literally was 12, that it? 12 got that seconds. Much? <laughs> of which four was voiceover under a Michael Jackson clip. It was unfucking believable. <laughs> I've had that happen. Yeah. It's, it's it, unless you got nothing but time on your hands. It's Anybody a waste. Out there? It's a waste of Forget time. It. Forget they, they, about it. Waste your time with the two the two hours. Is, it sounds about right. Uh, and 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 they and they even promised me. I said, look, all I care about is just put. You can put former MTV guy. I don't give a shit as long as you put presidentmevio.com. That's all I cared about. Oh, and they you, probably didn't do that. Then you get the message. Oh well, some executive producer uh, upstream uh, said there wasn't room on the Chiron. I was like, you know what? Fuck Horse him. Shit. Fuck him. Always Fuck room him. on the Chiron. Of course there was was so needless to say but you know what uh i was on for eight seconds of and four voiceover there you go my claim to fame i didn't even get 15 seconds <laughs> i know 15 seconds on the network news is tough because they're too busy as we pointed out before you know showing uh you know uh, what's his name says it's tony hawk uh right, skateboarding right. in the white house and plugging yeah, that's ashton really important kutcher. yeah ashton kutcher tony hawk that's important put those guys on for five minutes exactly I just and I I had some I had some pretty good stuff like you know hey Michael Jackson did something really important he put black people on MTV he was the guy that did it and he was actually black at the time you uh, didn't get that on no what, of what came, not. what got did you make a clip of it uh, it's on Mevio today on uh, just go to Mevio.com. and actually the setup that Nick does Nick Mac is four times longer than the actual clip <laughs> well that's kind of humiliating it is humiliating it's horrible. Yeah, well. Yeah, but uh, I live and learn. What pisses me, what irks me is that they wouldn't let you give it. I mean, if you're going to come on these things and waste your two hours, you, at, the least, least at least they can let you do a Chiron. company plug. Yeah, that's that's what pissed me off, too. And we produced the whole thing. You know, we got the hotel all set up. We had, you know, And they brought in a crew with lights. They really spent some money on this. Oh, yeah, they always have a crew and with lights. They're usually probably about three, three or four-man crew. Yeah, and, yeah, and gels on the lights and everything, and I look really good, and I dressed up, and I look pretty, and... And, uh, and it just reminded me once again, this is the whole reason why we set up this company. And it's like, you know, I'm really happy we did that because here we are twice a week, uh, listener supported show and, uh, and, and we can really get the real news out there. 
Well, this is a show that does real news, and we're going to talk about the big news this week. The real news this week isn't the gay parade. It's not uh, Michael Jackson. It's the fact that they got the cap-and-trade bill passed. I know. And it happened on the same day that Michael Jackson passed, by the way, which, of course, you know me. I never see things other than a coincidence. You know... I, I was I was, th- I, I was wondering if you're going to bring that up. Would you like me to do it now? Because I do have a whole theory. If you're interested, or should we wait? Uh, I'm trying now. That's that's a decision point because I'm not exactly sure where you're going to go with the theory. But I think let's go over the facts of the cap and trade with all these clips I have. Yeah, good idea. Now I've tried to keep. Now you have to. Re- I'm going to give some people some background here. In yes, fact, I, please. I should. Uh, uh, doggone! I have a set of notes on this. Well, so while you're looking for your notes, I'll just say cap and trade is essentially the Al Gore um, systemology of saving the planet, which means companies can buy credits to actually pollute the air, and other companies. So it's really it's it's not putting less well, the pollution cap means in the you air. You can only only push out so much CO two, and you can but you can in, trade somebody but else. You, to but you can trade you can buy someone else's, preferably in some poor country somewhere else. So they actually pollute their air, and then we get cleaner air, but the same amount of shit goes into the Earth's atmosphere. That's kind of okay, the idea. So, here, so here's what happened. And it's a trading system because that's how Al Gore makes his money. Right. So here's what happened. They had this debate. The whole debate began. There's, people were talking about this because John Bonner. Uh, is it, is it, isn't it Boehner? Or it's, that's B-O-H-N-E-R. It could be oh, Boner. Boner. But, <laughs> we'll just call him Boner from now on. But I think it's bon, bo, uh, Bonner or Boner. I think it's Boehner. Well, how would it be Boehner with B-O-H? I, I just hear them saying that on CNN. Let's call him Boner. Let's agree he's Boner. Well, no, I'd rather call him Boner because he's actually did a pretty good job. But the thing is, he came up and gave us his one-minute speech, which was a, which ran one hour and ten <laughs> minutes or so. And uh, the thing about it is that the, the House of Representatives has this kind of unwritten rule where they give you a minute here and a minute there, and you can have to stick pretty much within about 30 seconds of the minute. But other people unless can, you're can the speaker, Unless you're the Speaker of the House or the Majority or Minority Leader, then you can talk all you want. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought you had yeah, to get so, time from someone else. Or is he the one that dishes the time out and he can use no, all no, that no. time? No, no, no. If you say, I'm going to give him one minute and he takes 35 minutes, then you have lost one minute. Okay, gotcha. Because he can talk as much as he wants, because that's just an unwritten rule. And except for this time, the uh, the axehole waxman, who's a dick from California, who pr- produced this this bill. <laughs> I wish we had a jingle. He's a dick. Well, here's a. Let me just play a couple of waxman clips. Okay. That came at the beginning and the end of uh, Bonner's uh, lo- long speech. Um, so I have the play, wa- waxman, uh, play the waxman dick. the dick, and then play <laughs> waxman dick too. Okay, we'll play waxman the dick first. Madam Speaker, <laughs> how am I get to page thirty-four? Page thirty-four. Uh, it says not later suspend. than one year. After August eighth, what's happening here, John? What's what's going okay, on? Okay, uh, Bonner's speaking. He's on. He's going through this this, this crazy uh, amendment to the the, Which, the three three hundred pages, right? That came in at the last minute at three oh nine a.m. So he's going through all the pages. Weird, yeah, that came in at the last minute, and he's trying to read some of the highlights. And so so Waxman interrupts him right in the middle of page thirty. Suspend. Does the gentleman yield? Is that Pelosi who's uh, interfering? No, no, that's Tauscher. She's the one who actually runs the Congress. Okay. Yield for a parliamentary inquiry. I'd be happy to yield to the gentleman. The uh, Republican leader was yielded the balance of the time 
which I think amounted to around four or five minutes. He's talked for around 20. I know we have this magic minute that gives leaders a lot of extra time to speak. But But we're trying to ramrod this shit through, motherfucker. Stop talking. Just wondering if there is some limit under the rules on the time that a leader may take, even though the time yielded was not 20 or 30 minutes. Oh, okay. It's the custom of the House to hear the leader's remarks. Yeah, exactly. Yes! Did he call for a parliamentary inquiry? Yeah, no, he's, he's, he continues. <laughs> for a parliament, parliamentary inquiry? Be happy to yield to the gentleman. Gentleman from California. Now, I know it's the custom of the House to give a little extra latitude. Is there any outside limit to the amount of time a leader might take? And do we have historical records that might be broken tonight? <laughs> Oh, that's funny. That guy's funny. Or is this an attempt to try to get some people to leave on a close vote? The custom of the House is to listen to the leaders. Very good. uh, Very good. Reclaiming my time, uh, the gentleman... uh... All right. Okay, so that was clip one. She's a Democrat, but... But they can't, they have to. They, this rule is old, and they can't like because of Waxman to cha- start changing it. Because whoever's in power can just cut anybody off and not even recognize you if you want. You know, so these these policies are, are what they are. So he anyway. So so uh, Bonner went on for an hour and some ten minutes, and so Waxman can't not say something again because he's so. You know, he, he I don't know what his problem is because nobody else ever brings this kind of thing up. He's a, he's an absolute jerk. He, if you know who this guy is, he's the guy with the big nostrils. Yeah, he looks like a dick. He looks like a penis He looks head. like a dick. Yeah, exactly. In order, the gentleman from California. Madam Speaker, the uh, gentleman, the major- uh, minority leader, was yielded two and a half minutes. Could you tell us how much time he consumed? It almost sounds like British Parliament now, doesn't it? It's well with him. Yeah, I like it. The gentleman used the customary amount of time yielded to the minority leader. <laughs> oh, excellent. I've never heard such a rowdy crowd in Congress. I like it. Well, Madam Speaker, the two and a half minutes was extended to over an hour. <laughs> And this is from the same party. That's the end of That's it. That's good. That's enough. That's fine. Uh, he, uh, uh, you know, this is not an unusual thing. And she did a very good job of handling it. She wouldn't answer any of his stupid questions. Yeah, and uh, they were hooting and howling. And every time they started doing that, Waxman would also say, I, I can't speak. There's no order in the house. And he was, he, was, he was just a dick all around. It's not that he didn't win. What a sore loser. So a couple of... Um uh, a couple of side notes, uh, as people were calling in en masse to, uh, to their representatives uh, in Washington, I love it when this happened. Oh, gee, the phone system crashed. Oh, well, we can't take any more phone calls. You know, how obvious does it have to get? Can we not even, they're able to phone tap every frickin' phone on the planet, yet it seems impossible to be able to handle uh, a whole bunch of inbound calls from constituents who actually have concerns. 
Well, luckily, the Senate still is a is an impediment to this thing going all the way. Is it really though? I hear everyone saying that, but is uh, how do you see that it's an impediment? Can the Senate actually stop this? Well, yeah, no, this is. Well, just I know the they one can, half. but you know, I mean, yeah, they can. By here's the the way it's set up. If you, especially after you listen to some of these things that Bonner points out that are in the bill, including the thing, by the way, I think which I have a clip here called uh, the money shot. <laughs> which I believe is yeah. part of what 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 this what this amendment that came in at two or three o nine in the morning. What it's really about? It's buried. This little interesting piece of information is buried on page two ten. He kind of finds it, but he doesn't realize how important it is. But he does mention it. and I do have it on here. But I think I need to. So we so everyone gets a good feeling for what a crock of crap this is. They can listen to some of these clips. And by the way, even Fox News, uh, in, in, one of the writers, they, nobody really covered what what the, the what the money shot was. They, no, nobody covered the money shot. I guarantee that. But nobody covered any of this, especially the stuff that he keeps bringing up when he starts paging. He gets this. The, he he comes out gets the, the floor. And first, he brings out this chart, which I have a clip of, and which is Bomer One chart. And this is where this is what everyone was laughing about, and most of the people just th- thought this was the. Hold on, buddy. I, I don't. I don't have Boner One chart. I have uh, Boner Building Codes, Woke Up, Alt Fuel, and Green Banking. That's all you got. Well, I, I have more. I have end of life care, Pelosi. You don't because I have it. Set, I have it showing here. Boner one dash chart dot mp three as having been sent to you. Hold on, let me check. Maybe I missed it. Hold on one second, buddy. This is, of course. Oh, you're right. Okay, let me play it directly from here. This should work too. Now, let me just set it up. This is where Boner brings out this chart showing the bureaucracy that's being set up by this twelve hundred page law, and I had to speed it up. <laughs> to get through the whole thing, and it's still a long clip. Hold on, I got to download it. It's not playing from uh, Gmail for some reason. Oh, this will be fun. Okay, well, anyway, so it's so I sped it up as, so it's a little so chart, it here. It's a, chart here that goes through all of the agencies involved, all of the structure that is created under this bill. It's all being done. Of course, in the middle, by the Environmental Protection Agency. Ah, the EPA. They're at the center of this. But if we look at all of the different agencies involved, you'll see... We've got the Federal Energy Regulatory (laughs) Commission involved. We've got the United States Department... Okay, John, you know, there are some people that listen to our show at double speed. This is going to be a problem, but let's continue. (laughs) Department of Agriculture is going to be involved. The Internal Revenue Service will be engaged in this bill as well. The Department of Treasury... I wish I could tell you what FWS was, but somebody could probably tell me. We have the Commodity Futures Trading Commission uh, that's going to be involved in helping to regulate this. Uh, the National Oceanographic uh, Weather Service, basically. The Department of Health and Human Services is going to be involved in putting this together. How about the Department of State? Play a big role in making sure that we get uh, cleaner air uh, and green energy. we got the Department of Energy, of course. The Department of Labor. Okay, so I guess the point is every single department is involved in this. <laughs> a lot of ones you've never heard of at the end. We, won't, we don't have to play the whole clip. There's all these weird trading energies and commissions you've never heard of, really weird ones, which will bring us, by the way, to the money shot later. So as we continue, Boner, or Bomer comes out with um, or Boner, Bonner. <laughs> It's just it's terrible. Now, if his name isn't bad enough, the guy who who's talked before him, who should you, we should play, is this guy Stenny. Yeah, and uh, who Stoney. is the? Uh, we'll call him Stony. Stenny Hoyer, who from Maryland. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know how you name a kid Stenny. It's I mean, like, a lot why, of, why don't you guarantee your kid's going to get beat up at school and name him Stenny? 
I mean, there's a lot of weird names going around for boys nowadays. Cody and, you know, and et cetera. And <laughs> I don't want to start offending the audience. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we have too many Cody's listening. But Steny, I never heard of this name. Okay, so we have Steny Compromise and Steny 1, Steny 2. Yeah, play part of Steny 1, and then we'll see how much we can take of it. You get the I idea. think the so, sentiments expressed in the substitutes are good ones. The sounds like Clinton, by the way. Yeah, ones. he does. But America voted for action, not additional studies. America voted to make a difference, not to make a point. How about change? America voted for hope. For the change we ah, could believe in. There it is. Change. That's what he drops all this with those represents. in. I know they can look back. This guy's just grandstanding. From a future in now, which now, America... Now, now, play too. You can stop it there. This bill is about making sure that foreign interests cannot raise the expenses of our families. What? This bill is about making sure... It's, it's so that we can do that. Not foreigners. We can raise the cost of living. ...sure that we in America... In America. ...provide our energy. Oh, yes. Efficient energy. Yes. Clean energy. Energy that will not bring our globe to a heating process that will drown out what the Navy calls the literals. Okay. The heating process that will drown out what the Navy call what the Navy calls the literals. What does that mean? I have no idea. He explains it. The seashores, oh. where most of our people live. That means we're going to die of floods. Uh huh. Okay, we're all going to die. So he goes on, by the way, and he says <coughs> we're being. T- he, we, he says we shouldn't be uh, pushed around by potentates. And the 1970s was an example. We should have pushed back. And he goes on and on and on. And as he's going on about potentates and foreign interests and giving the money to these horrible people, all Arabs, he's basically naming. I'm thinking to myself, okay, Arabs. well, let's do it. Who gets? Where do we get our oil in the United States? And why doesn't anybody ever want to talk about the major? What is the one country that's the major, the number one supplier of oil to the United States? Canada. 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 Alberta. And who's number two? Mexico. Mexico. Yeah, exactly. In fact, in Canada, (laughs) Alberta provides 83. I just picked this up and I sent you some show notes. Uh, Alberta provides 83% of the crude oil to California. 83%. 83%. So where's these potentates? So why do we have to get... What are we, we, we hate the Canadians now? What's the deal? What is the actual translation of a potentate? I don't know. It's a great word, though. <laughs> Wait a minute. Let's look it up. Potentate. Hold on. I want to look these it up. potentates. It doesn't sound good. Hold on. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an impotentate. I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> impotentate. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. Hold on a second. I'm looking at wiki, so take this with a grain of salt, folks. Potentate, from the Latin potens, powerful, is an informal term for a person with potent, usually supreme power. The term was used by the Christian church to describe God. It can be found in Timothy 6.15. One example of this use is in the hymn, Crown Him with Many Crowns, in which God is described as potentate of time. So the Canadians rule. <laughs> the, the Canadians, they're impotent. So, uh, oh, excuse me, that's John at Dvorak dot org. <laughs> so now, place the stain. Now, now, this one, I'm just going to play this next clip just to make a point. Place any compromise. Some would like to do more. Some would like to do less. 
you put your right foot in, you take your left foot out. But we have reached a compromise. That is the legislative process. Oh. And it is a compromise that can pass this House and pass that Senate, be signed by the President, and become law and make progress. My God. Okay, that guy's an, a- an asshole. Now, yeah. play Boner Woke Up. Okay. You know, if all of this uh, wasn't enough... Uh, so Boner is one of the good guys, just so you all know. He's the, he's the minority leader who, who took the hour. I woke up this morning. Woke up this morning. And realized that uh, last night at 3.09 a.m., a 300-page manager's amendment uh, was uh, dropped into the hopper at 3.09 a.m. I have spent most of the day uh, trying to look at this 309-page bill, trying to come up with and understand what does this 309-page amendment to the 1,200-page bill, what does it really do? And so as I started to go through this, I mean, I didn't get past uh, the first the first page, where on uh, page 16, line 5, strike 1992, and insert 1988, and on line 613, strike 1992, and insert 1988. Yeah, get to it. Uh, this appears to deal with the uh, hydropower, and I'm trying to figure out what is the impact of this date change. Nowhere, in, nowhere. In this okay, let me stop it for a second. He spends a lot of time going on for the hour bitching about the three oh nine a.m. thing. Like, I don't know if he had to call a staff up so they could pick through this thing or what. But he, well, they, I mean, I, got, I looked at the amendment, the three hundred pages. It's available online everywhere. I mean, it's a lot of shit to process. I mean, I can't even read three hundred pages before I go to bed. Well, this is the point. This is why I wanted you to play the Steny compromise clip because what compromise? What compromise if you can't read it exactly? If you get if you throw something at the at these people at three oh nine in the morning and they have to vote on it that day, where's this compromise he's talking about? Oh, John, but this this is ramrodding this thing through. But this is exactly what happened with the stimulus package when they had a thousand pages which no one had read and they suspend the House rules. This is what happens over and over again. And the great thing is. Here's more news about Michael Jackson. You want to play right. more of that? Uh, no, you can stop that one. Let's go. In this. Let's I just go, want to play. I, I, I'd of, like to play Pelosi idiot because that just is no, jumping no. Pelosi out idiot go, it comes last oh, because Jesus. it's 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 really a punchline. Let me see if people are still interested. Yeah, no, no one's bitching about it yet. Okay, because you know, okay, well, I, we, okay, we have okay, to intersperse play. this with some Britney Spears nudes, oh, dude. Otherwise, we'll lose the audience. They don't understand. I, you know, she hasn't been doing anything stupid. It's really getting annoying. <laughs> And now, back to real news. Britney Spears did nothing stupid. Now, back to the show. So, uh, let's go to, let me just, now he goes on and on, believe me, page after page after page, and I have a lot of these clips. Maybe we'll post the clips, but let me play, here's one that's a good one. Play the Bomber or Bonner Green Banking clip. Page 165, Green Banking Centers. We're just not going to do houses and commercial properties. And multifamily housing. Now we're going to have green banking centers. The federal banking agencies. Of course, the question is, what is a green banking center? Obviously, shall prescribe guidelines encouraging the establishment and maintenance of green banking centers by insured depository institutions to provide any consumer who seeks information on obtaining a mortgage, home improvement loan, home equity loan, or renewable energy lease with additional information. <laughs> 
Are you kidding me? <laughs> Additional information. <laughs> what is, are you kidding me? I have no idea. <laughs> are you kidding me? Uh, try try this one. Try uh, the uh, Bonner Building Codes clip. And then we get to page 141. The Cranston-Gonzalez National Affordable Housing Act is amended. Why are we amending the Cranston-Gonzalez National Affordable Housing Act? I thought we were doing an energy bill here. Yeah. Page 142. Use of building materials and methods okay, that are healthier enough. for Hold residents on. of the housing. Yeah. He goes on. Anyway, it goes on and on and on, and it's all these things. You say, why would anybody vote for this under any circumstances, let alone the, few, the, the five or six or seven Republicans who didn't vote for it, by the way, they would have killed it, including Sonny Bono's idiot wife, who happens to be a congresswoman down out of Riverside. Did she take over his spot, or did she, did she well, just... She kind, well, I mean, it wasn't... Grant, she ran. She got lucky. She ran. She got in. And why is and she an idiot? Kind of, why is she an idiot, John? She voted for this bill. Oh, okay, even idiot. After yeah, Bonner went on and on like this, and she's a, so, she's a, a Republican. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, she must be working for the Disney Corporation. Well, she's in Riverside. It's probably too far away. But uh, the fact of the matter is, I think people in Riverside should vote her out. Okay, so here, so okay, I, I, we could play these clips till I turn blue in the face. But let's go to the money, money shot. shot. The money shot. I'm looking for something. He goes on and on and on. It's it's actually quite amusing, and I have the whole thing taped. I'm going to put the whole thing online mm. as an audio tape. You can put it on well, your CDs and yeah, listen to listen it. Listen to it in the car. Listen to it on your commute to, from Los Angeles to New York. Yeah. So this is the uh, money shot. This is what real. This is one that that sent the alarms off. This caught my attention at the bottom of 100, page 191, section 3, for vintage year 2012. Uh-oh, this is the big one, the big 2012. This is the end of civilization. Here it comes. Are we talking about wine? Let <laughs> <laughs> me get to page 208. Carbon derivative markets. Ooh! I've heard enough about credit default swaps, uh, but uh, I think most of you know that under this section, the Commodity Exchange Act is amended by striking or an agricultural commodity and inserting an agricultural commodity or any emission allowance, compensatory allowance, offset credit, federal renewable electricity credit established or issued uh, under this act. So now we're going to let those governed under the CFTC trade these credits with others around the world. In and on page 209, talks about the effect of derivatives regulatory reform legislation. Upon passage of this legislation, that includes derivatives. Regulatory reform, sections 351, 352, 354, 355, 356, and 357 shall be repealed. Any idea? Of the derivatives regulations that we're repealing in this bill, you probably didn't know we were doing that. Well, here's the beauty of it, John. So if I can just uh, parse this. So essentially, they're making the trading of derivatives, which means you know the same thing. Well, it as brought these, the economy down. The, exactly uh, the the swaps uh, and derivatives business on um, uh, mortgages, and this whole thing is going to be overseen by the fantastic regulatory agency known as the Federal Reserve. So it's <laughs> so they're going to take these facts based trading papers because it's it's not uh, it's not it's not regulated, and 
and the Federal Reserve, which is not a federal agency, is going to be overseeing it. We're, well, there you go. Excuse we me. We don't even know. If we, the way he makes it sounds is like the EPA is going to be overseeing it. But the fact of the matter is this is why I thought it was the money shot. They are repealing whatever few regulations we we're, have we're against there. this kind of phony baloney trading of stuff that doesn't exist. Let me just bend over. Can you please put that flaming hot poker up my ass for a second, John? Because I, I just want to know what it will feel like. I, I fortunately the fire went out. <laughs> so uh, now can we do Pelosi idiot or does or is, I mean this is already horrible enough. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, so the point is that the whole thing, and this, that's why I think this bill was so this this amendment was so big to keep people from actually getting to page two hundred and nine. And uh, so then, so anyway, so Waxman comes off and does his dick routine, bitching about the amount of time this guy spent. And so then he introduces Pelosi, who I now th I'm thinking to myself, oh God, they're gonna, she's gonna be on for an hour just going on and on. But nope, Pelosi is just her normal self. And she, and if you listen to this clip, which is her, first she compliments the uh, the the person running the uh, the session, Tauscher. Oh, you're and, doing such a good. I love it when they do jerk offs with each other. That's my favorite. Oh no, every I left all the jerk off stuff. All, Every oh. one of these people, when the first thing they did, because Tauscher's quitting and going to work for the for the Obama administration, so they're all going on and on about, oh, it's so wonderful you were here. So anyway, so so Pelosi does <laughs> Thanks that. Thanks for showing up to work. <laughs> yeah, Pelosi does that, and then she goes into her little thing, and of course she she stammers, and she sounds kind of like a, you, she doesn't sound like a bright person to me, but she obviously is. But I don't care and, what you say, she's got a nice rack. So here's what she does. Here's her take. After all the stuff about the corrupt things in this in the bill and the fact that it's a, a joke, here's what she says. I also wish to acknowledge the leadership of our chairman who uh, so ably brought this important legislation, this historic and trans Is this Waxman who's the leader? Yeah, she's talking about Waxman. Legislation to the floor. Chairman Waxman of the Energy and Commerce Committee. Chairman Markey of the uh, Energy... Hold on, I'm stammering because my mouth is, is, is not big enough to wrap around your cock. Security and Climate Change uh, Committee, uh, Congressman Wrangle, Chairman Wrangle of the Ways and Means Committee, and Chairman Peterson of the Agriculture Committee. We thank them for their leadership and for giving this us this opportunity today. <laughs> Madam Speaker, no matter how long this Congress wants to talk about it. We it. cannot hold back the future. It. It. And so, in order to move on with the future, I want to yield back my time, submit my statement for the record, urge my colleagues, urge my colleagues to vote for this important legislation. And when you do, just remember these four words. Oh, 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 hold on. Are you ready for them, John? You're just too funny. Okay. For what this legislation means. Jobs, 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 <laughs> and jobs. Let's vote for jobs. Thank you. Jobs. Let's vote for jobs. jobs. You got, I got to get a, you can kill it now. I can, you got to get a clip of that, Pete, that one section where she says, let's jo vote for jobs. Jobs. Jo Steve Jobs. Jobs. Steve Jobs. My God. Okay. I got to I got to go somewhere else with you on this because meanwhile back at the ranch uh, we have this bill that uh, Ron Paul introduced to audit the Federal Reserve who will be um the oversight body remember Federal Reserve is not a governmental agency it's banks it's a banking uh, conglomerate and they have the, uh, certain rights given to them with the uh, Federal Reserve Act of 19 Thirty-three, I believe. 
Um, so Representative John Duncan is asking Ben Bernanke, this was also earlier this week, I don't know if you saw any of his testimony, about um, this auditing of the uh, Federal Reserve, about this bill which now has uh, a majority uh, sponsors already lined up. Of course, the Senate could still stop it, and I'm a little confused, John, how the Senate would stop this would not stop. We would stop this good bill from going through. Yet could stop the bad bill for climate change going through the cap and trade. But let's just listen and, to a second here. Refused or, or declined to uh, disclose the seriousness of the problems that uh, were being faced by the Bank of America and Merrill Lynch at that time. What, uh, what would you say to the majority of this Congress, who has now co-sponsored, uh, who have now? You're, you're able to hear that, John. Yeah. Okay. Co-sponsored the bill to require audits of the Federal Reserve. Do you do you feel that the Federal Reserve is is operating with too much uh, secrecy and uh, too much um, refusal to disclose uh, information that you have to other federal uh, banking regulators? The Federal Reserve has made enormous strides in the last year under my chairmanship to expand the information that we release. We release. <laughs> You'll love this. We've got a website. Monthly information on all the various programs that we have. We've developed a, a website and a monthly report that involves all we got a website. kinds of information. We think we are quite transparent. Um, we are happy to work with Congress if they have further concerns about... Now, I'm just going to fast forward to the, uh, to the question about, uh, about the actual audit about the bill. And listen to Bernanke's answer. That uh, legislation was to pass. My concern about the legislation is that if the GAO is auditing not only the operational aspects of our programs and the details of the programs, but is making judgments about our policy decisions, that would effectively be a takeover of monetary policy by the Congress, a, re a repudiation of the independence of the Federal Reserve, which would be highly destructive to the stability of the financial system, mm. the dollar, and uh, our national economic situation. <laughs> so in other words, if we audit the Fed, we're going to kill everyone. <laughs> this guy is unbelievable. And he, and he actually has the audacity to say, well, that would put control with Congress. Who are supposed to have that control in the first place? It's a classic. Yeah. That's a classic clip. It is. I think I, that clip topped all mine. And that will be in the show Except notes. Except the Waxman being a dick yeah, clip. <laughs> you're right. That, Waxman is just... But you don't, you, know, you don't need a clip of the guy to know that he's a dick. Uh, all these, of course, will be in the, the show notes at uh, noagenda.mevio.com. Uh, there's a couple other things. Uh, you know, I, I took a, um, a sedan, a town car, uh, to JFK from, uh, from... Actually, from downtown. I just barely made my flight on, uh, on Friday to get back. And I was um, driven by Mr. Jones. And Mr. Jones is from Jamaica. And, uh, and you know, I love talking with drivers. He's, he's probably like 63, 60, kind of like your age, John. And he, huh? uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, 67. And he, uh, and you know, he's like, oh, I'm going to, uh, I, I won't do the accent. I won't embarrass myself. But my man, I'm, I'm going to quit this job. I'm going back to Jamaica. And uh, I said, oh, what are you going to do? Well, I'm starting a cooperative with farmers, and I'm going to teach, teach people how to farm. And, um, and I say, well, you don't want any Monsanto seeds. And his head whips around. He says, you know about that, man? You seed Food, Inc. And so he starts about Food, Inc., which is a great uh, documentary film you have to see uh, if possible. And he says, no, we've been saving. We've been saving seeds, non-GMO seeds, for five years. And, and he's just going on and on. I'm like, oh, my God, this guy's awesome. And then he says something which I did not know, and I looked it up, 
on December 10th, 2001, the biotech company's patenting of not only genetically modified seed but also conventional varieties was legitimated by a U.S. Supreme Court ruling in the case of JEM AG Supply versus Pioneer Hybrid International. So what that means is the actual uh, process of being allowed to patent food um, <laughs> was determined by the Supreme Court in, on December 10th, 2001. Interestingly, of course, that happened after a huge shocking event when people weren't paying attention. But here it comes. The ruling vote was cast by guess who? Who? Clarence Thomas. Huh. And, and did you know that he was an attorney for Monsanto before he joined the Supreme Court? Oh, no, I didn't know that. Yes! He was a freaking uh. attorney for Monsanto. Wow. So in 2001, as well as ruling on the seed patent issue, Justice Clarence Thomas received the Francis Boyer Award established by SmithKline Beecham in memory of Francis Boyer, a former chairman of SmithKline and a distinguished business leader for many decades. As a Boyer Award winner, Thomas got to give the Francis Boyer Lecture, which is delivered at the annual dinner of awards, blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, this guy was an attorney for Monsanto, and he's been on the Supreme Court for, what, 15 years? John? Ever since they found the pubic hair in the can of Coke. <laughs> I was going to say, long dong silver. I know, it's it stuck in my head. I but, can't you know, help I should it. think about it, that, you know, the, which, which should have been the issue was his connection to Monsanto, not all this other bullshit course, about the fact that he was a, maybe he was, made, you know, was lewd amongst women. Because that's all you think about with Clarence Thomas. Exactly. So maybe that was all... Well, I mean, that happened way before uh, this ruling, but still, you're right. That's no, a, no, I know it happened before this ruling, but, but I don't remember anybody ever bringing up the Monsanto connection when he, they were all, it was all his personal so stuff. So I have to hear it from a 69-year-old Jamaican dude who's, going, who's been secretly collecting non-GMO seeds and is trying to save civilization in this little, in this little zit of an island with 2.8 million people who live there. And this is just, you know, I, I'm actually quite happy because the universe is coming together. There are people who are definitely waking up, and I'm so happy to see that. But wow, it, this just blew me away. Hmm. I always take the air train. You get to, you get to the airport, uh, although I'm glad you didn't. You get to the airport uh, from downtown in about 35, 40 minutes really? max. The air train? Where do you pick that up? You have to the air trains. There's actually a post on the on the Dvorak blog about this from nine, from 2005. Uh, the air train is a is a system that was uh, set up about around 2004 2005 to to expedite people getting to uh, JFK in particular. And essentially, what you do is you go to either Penn Station. You can take a couple subway trains to the connector, but generally speaking, you go to Penn Station, jump on the Long Island Railroad Express train to Jamaica, mm -hmm. Jamaica Station. Yeah. Get off there, and then you just walk. You know, walk about a hundred yards. And you jump on the air train, five bucks, boom, you're at JFK in 10 minutes. Fascinating. I didn't know that. And JFK, what a shitty airport to get to over the Van Wick. I mean, it sucks. Oh, no, you don't. I have not taken a, a, a car. Even when people say, here's a car service, I don't want a car service. Yeah. I, it takes me an hour plus, an hour and a half to take a car. And, yeah, it's great. I'm in a comfortable car. But on the air train through over to the, to the railroad station, it's like 35 minutes. But your point and is well made. And they run the things every five minutes. Your point is well made, though. I'm very happy I took the car. Otherwise, I never would have gotten that piece of information about Clarence yeah. Thomas. And, and it just blew me away. 
You know, and this, yeah. by the way, is also the guy who cast the ruling vote in getting Bush in for that second term when we had the huge con- controversy over over the votes. And of course, yeah, he's well, a, you know Rumsfeld's company was owned by Monsanto. These guys, Monsanto is running our country. It seems. Well, if they're getting the, I have to look at that patent on seeds. All right, hold on a second, John. And now, back to real news. I think we've been getting way too close, Johnny Boy, so do you mind if I throw a really wacky one out there so we don't get shot? Okay. Okay. Honey, don't listen to this, okay? All right, please. Oh, she gets so pissed off when I do these. Your producer. Yeah, my producer. <laughs> I got the hottest producer in show business. So, um, Michael Jackson passed away. Um, very, very sad. I was, I was actually quite emotional about this for a number of reasons. I, I, you know, and I'm thinking about maybe doing a daily source code resurrection tribute something deal in which I'd like to talk about that, but that's not completely appropriate for this show. But the one thing that really bothered me is Michael Jackson is a healthy guy. This guy is a dancer. Um, I know he, he did hours of uh, breathing training. He was into yoga. I mean, th- he was just didn't seem like a, a perfect candidate for cardiac arrest. Okay, um, and it bothered me. And he, you know, fifty years. This is the kind of thing that would probably happen a little bit earlier, around your forties. I mean, would you agree, John? It just that seemed a little bit, a little bit off. Fifty uh, is unusual to be to, to to have a heart attack. Yes, and he was gearing up for. Um, I think 30 or 40 concerts in London, and I know one thing about the show business, you cannot, and it's only two or three weeks away from these from these shows, you cannot put on a show of that magnitude with all of these, um, you know, all of these shows without insurance. And I tell you, 100,000%, let lightning strike me if I'm lying about this. The insurance company did a full-ass physical on the guy, okay? There's just no other way. It does not happen. You cannot sell out O2 Arena. You cannot have this show of this magnitude without a full physical. So for him to all of a sudden OD on Demerol, it just, you know, and then the coroner. Why does the coroner have to delay the results for three weeks? What is that? What is going on? So I'm hunting around. And I'm thinking, what if this is a diversionary tactic? And I kind of like, you know, what some people are saying is, well, this is possibly, um, you know, to to distract people's attention from the cap and trade. I think, and I found a report um, that states more or less the following: that Michael Jackson made a deal with the King of Bahrain, Sheikh Abdullah bin Hamad Al Khalifa. Now, this is the guy who sued him. If you'll recall, a couple of years ago, he sued him because uh, he said Michael Jackson owed him millions of dollars and Michael was supposed to do concerts and, uh, and, and records and an autobiography. And uh, they settled out of court. This, was a, this, uh, this case served in the U.K. It was a real dud because just as it went to, uh, to the barrister, it was, you know, we settled out of court. The reason why, according to some opinions here, the settlement would allow his sold-out UK concerts to be a platform for warning the world of a soon-to-occur mass genocide event, which would be, of course, the forced vaccinations for swine flu. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> and, uh, and I'll take it even further. Oh, no. Yes. I got to, man. I don't want to get killed. Russian sources. You know, I love my Russian sources. Uh, no, 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 no. Said that there 
military cosmos 2450 satellite shows conclusively that immediately prior to michael jackson's death in los angeles an electro an elect electromagnetic pulse consistent to emr weapons was deployed at the exact coordinates of his home they nuked him what no, you've done it this time. So another. <laughs> Would you like me to repeat it? Why don't they, they used to just poison people? You throw some prussic acid in their face, they take a deep breath and Dude, they're dead. Dude, this is the space. This is the space war shit that's going on. It's how they shot four four seven out of the kill, sky. How they didn't kill somebody else in the house. Because it's exact. They, they got they, you know they got him. They're tracking him. They've they've photographed him. They have his bio biometric data. Well, that would explain the three-week delay, trying to explain all these strange burns. <laughs> Burn marks. <laughs> What's that fried? Well, how come his hair is all fried? <laughs> Still smoking. <laughs> so anyway, uh, now, well, now at least we won't get suicided. I just had to get that one, that one out. That's a good one. Yeah. And you, we won't get suicided it. unless it's all true. <laughs> <laughs> um, from our uh, email... Uh, I think it's Rob. Uh, sent me a really, really interesting question. He said, "Is it you know?" He was listening to our show uh, about the uh, the one ounce one ounce gold coin that I have, the uh, which is actually a fifty dollar coin. He said, "What is stopping yeah. somebody from paying people in gold so they fall into a lower tax bracket? So, i.e., I owe you a hundred dollars. No, I owe you uh, two thousand dollars." But I pay you a hundred dollars with two fifty dollar coins. Yeah, I got that mail too. I thought that was an interesting idea. Is that and he has some link to something? But is that possible? Or, or it's it seems like it's it's legal tender, right? The uh, IRS is uh, the laws about that are written in such a way that you know that which is one of the things. Anything is money. Is that it's it's a it's it's kind of. Of like value uh, provisions that mean that yeah, it's a fifty dollar gold piece that's legal tender as fifty dollars in some you know n bizarro world. But the fact of the matter is, it's worth fifteen hundred dollars, and that's what your your taxes are. They're not going to go for it. Let's put it that way. Okay, well, I it's, thought it was an interesting, interesting idea. idea. Yeah, I thought Forget it was interesting it. too. Right. Uh, reading on Market Watch, Peter Brimelow, one of your colleagues on Market Watch. Um, he's been following, and this fits right into something Carrie said, our East Coast uh, Research Department. Um, he, so this guy reads the Harry Schultz letter. Are you familiar with this? That's one of those newsletters. I know I don't read it. Okay, so the HSL, as it's known, uh, the, uh, which is not the high-speed line in Europe, but the uh, Harry Schultz letter uh, has consistently outperformed uh, all other... Uh, newsletters, I guess, and also, of course, uh, accurately predicted the financial tsunami. And what uh, the most recent, I haven't read it, obviously, because you have to subscribe, what the most recent um, report states, and this is something that you said you could find no evidence of when Kerry reported it several weeks ago, quote, some U.S. embassies worldwide are being advised to purchase massive amounts of local currencies enough to last them a year. Some embassies are being sent enormous amounts of U.S. cash to, produce, uh, to purchase currencies from those governments quietly, all but not the pound sterling. Inside the State Department, there's a sense of sadness and foreboding that, quote, something is about to happen within 180 days, but could be 120 to 150 days. This is the same source that 
Oh, I did. Oh, Carrie. That, oh, Carrie quoted the same source. Okay, I didn't realize that. But well, now Market Carrie, Watch is quoting it. So you know, if you're on Market well, Watch, then it has to be good, John. Well, it's a you know this, but the, right now it's old. It's past the 120, as far as I can tell. Why are we already way past this? Uh, well, usually maybe, these things take place on a bank holiday. Hey, by the way, if they're uh, so he was going to go. So it was the wait a minute. Let me get this straight. The key, the Iran guy told Michael Jackson he had to talk about the vaccination thing, or what was it? yeah, no, he uh, not Iran. Bayron, um, Bahrain. Yeah, Bahrain. Sorry. Yeah, Bahrain. Uh, yeah. He says that uh, he the, the the concerts were supposed to be used as a platform to warm to warn everybody against uh, a huge genocide, which, of course, is the forced vaccinations, which are totally possible under Presidential Directive uh, 51, um, where the president can actually say, you all have to take your flu shot. Mm. And if you look at the money being spent, there was $108 billion earmarked for um, H1N1 um, flu shots in the most recent um, military bill, military spending bill, you would think that this is coming. You know, there's still something about this idea of a binary weapon that's kind of fascinated me when, when we came up with the idea that people who eat french something fries, or other. GMO french fries? Yeah, like McDonald's. GMO french fries or McDonald's. And then you get a shot and then you drop dead because of the combination, not because of one or the other. Um, it's what that, all sci-fi writers love, right? Uh, no, sci-fi writers. This is a this is a constant theme. The great the, the binary weapon where you have to have two two, two parts, source, two it, parts, right? Or it'd be better if you had three. You know, so you have you got them set up with the with the French fries and the shot, and now all you have to do is just you know spray some uh, Chanel number no. five in their face at Macy's, <laughs> and they drop dead on the spot. Well, I tell you, we got some milkshakes yesterday at McDonald's, and and I, the fries were calling out to me, man, but I didn't buy them. I did not buy them. <laughs> <laughs> if I were you, away. I wouldn't either. <laughs> I'm staying away. Do you want to play that one YouTube clip that was sent to us um, with the uh, the freecreditreport.com? Oh yeah, I want to set this up. Some guys were very annoyed by. Do we have the the guy's name, the emailer? I, I didn't write it down. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to look for it. Go ahead and set it up, and I'll find it. So we got an email. The guy said, "Have you noticed that they're not only you know the credit reports have been taken to an extreme? First, now you can't, you might not get hired, and they they hound Steven, you about this." Stephen Nowicki. Stephen Nowicki. Thanks, Stephen. Uh, you might not get hired if you have a bad if you have bad credit. What what that has to do with hiring somebody to flip burgers is beyond me. But apparently, that's becoming a trend. So there's all this thing that tr- these credit report companies are, and the credit report agencies are, are are really dominating our lives. And then he pointed something out from this commercial, which yeah. is the play the commercial, and then I'll explain the, what the subtext is. Well, I married my dream girl, I married my dream girl, but she didn't tell me her credit was bad. So now instead of living in a pleasant suburb, we're living in the basement at her mom and dad's. No, we can't get a loan for a respectable home just because my girl defaulted on some old credit card. If we'd gone to FreeCreditReport.com, I'd be a happy bachelor with a dog and a yard. Offer applies with enrollment and triple advantage. Okay, so this what this what the subtext of this is that now you if you have somebody if you know somebody with bad credit don't even hang around with them <laughs> don't date them don't, don't have fall sex in love with, with them, them. don't. <laughs> Don't have sex with them because it's going to get you in trouble. This is the sickest. I mean, when he pointed this out, it immediately dawned on me. I was irked because I didn't spot it. Yeah. But there's a subtext here that's going on in a propagandistic sense that is disgusting. Yeah, it really is. It is so, it is so wrong. 
Uh, anyway, thanks for the for the for the find. Good catch, Stephen. Yes. Well, our media sleep writes uh, this website, which you'll find the link uh, in the, the show notes at noagenda.mevo.com. The United Nations is proceeding with President Obama's acquiescence to implement a global plan to create a new international socialist order, order financed by global taxes on the American people. There was a conference recently on the world financial economic crisis, its impact on development that begins, actually starts Wednesday, I'm sorry, so it starts this coming Wednesday, which will consider adoption of a document calling for, quote, new voluntary and innovative sources of financing initiatives to provide additional stable sources of development finance. In other words, global taxes. And this will be the SDRs, John. This will be uh, SDRs. So now we're going to be taxed indirectly or directly through the United Nations. <laughs> we're not taxed enough. So, I, you know, I, I was looking, you know, there's, there's, a, there's somebody has a song out or something listing all the taxes we pay. You pay airport taxes, you pay cab fare taxes, you pay hotel room taxes. I, in California, we pay a 10% personal income tax. You're going to like that. How about, the, how about you, your cell phone bill? I just got a cell phone bill. There's all kinds of government taxes on this thing. And then we have taxes on uh, sales taxes, almost 10%, yeah, yeah, and yeah. No, very noticeable. Teleconnect fund, the universal lifeline, and then the city utility users tax. What the hell? For a cell phone, what the hell is that? I got $19.39 in taxes on a, on a monthly cell phone bill, government fees and taxes. It's even stated that way. What's up with that? No, the whole thing. We, we we have more taxation in this country. It's it's got to be at least over half of everybody's income if you count the taxes you pay on everything. I mean, it's like the sales tax, the income tax, the property tax, the taxes when you go do anything. You stay in a hotel, you rent a car. Oh, New York more, tax for hotels is outrageous. The New York tax for hotels almost the price of the hotel room. <laughs> the, the 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 car rental taxes are completely out of control everywhere. There's airport tax on the car rental tax. It's unbelievable. And the people are like, "Oh yeah, let's have more taxes." I'm always amazed by friends of mine who say, "Oh, right, we're going to have to raise taxes." What are you going to raise them to? Yeah, you know what? I think we need a call for arms, Johnny boy. Well, a call to you're arms. Put on the watch list. And then, well, then taxed for it. It would be a watch list to tax. Hey, I want to go see the Dykes on Bikes. Uh, we're almost uh, out of time. I think we should. All right. Well, uh, i got to do a call out for people who are yes. going to give us some uh, yeah, money. Some love this this week. Uh, no, uh, Dvorak.org slash NA. We've got a new page up uh, with, with a couple of new things on there. Dvorak.org slash NA. We really need your support. But let me call out a few guys who gave us some support, including Timothy. Uh, i got the right guys here. It's the right list. Hold on a second. I love your show prep. It's wonderful. So, hey, yeah, I got I got lists all over the place. Felix Shadell, a hundred dollars. Uh, Robert Thank Markowski. Thanks, Felix. Thanks, Robert Markowski. Fifty. Gary Later or Ladder. Fifty. Thank you. Michael LeBlanc. Capital L, small E. Capital B, small L, small N, small C. Fifty. <laughs> David uh, Souter, uh, another hundred. Thank you, Thank David. You. Thank you. Uh, William uh, Cortez. Fifty, Spongeberg Enterprise or oh, Spongeberg. Oh, what do they do? What does Spongeberg do? Spongeberg Enterprise. I was. I haven't looked it up. We'll look it up later. Fifty. Patrick Thimbley, fifty-one dollars, and John Kilburn, fifty. And I have to say, and thanks, John Kilburn. That, that of course is uh, fifty-one dollars is for Presidential Directive fifty-one. 
Oh, okay. Uh, that if he hadn't have done that, we would have had a whole week without some corny, uh, you know, number thing that we'd have to guess at. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, we got a lawyer sent in. Says no call for arms. That would give the feds an excuse. Spongberg, S P O N G B E R G. Yeah. Spongberg Enterprises Inventory Management Procurement and Scheduling for the Oil and Gas Exploration Industry. Yeah, you should have given us a million. Yeah, of the million should be fifteen million. <laughs> yeah, really? You want us off the air, dude? If you give us fifteen million bucks. We're history. We're so out of here. <laughs> hey, and you had a pretty good idea. Uh, do you want to discuss that on email about some more fundraising? Yeah, initiatives? I think we're going to do some. You know, people you know want to get together in some way. I think we can do uh, some special dinners. Mm-hmm. Uh, Five hundred dollar a plate dinners. We'll get ten people. Go to one of the fanciest restaurants in the city or wherever we are. So, how many people mm-hmm. do we have? We'd have like uh, 10. ten people. 10 people, yeah, yeah just exclusive 10. dinner. Like, a real, like politicians do it, a real fundraising dinner, $500 a plate. Yeah, but this won't be the chicken uh, Oh, no, oh, no, no. this will be a, a, like a, a high, high-end restaurant, right? Yeah, yeah, with high-end wine. And at the end of, at the, end of the dinner, you still s- split the bill with us? So you pay 500 bucks, and you have to pay for the dinner? No, no, we'll give them the food for free. We're just, <laughs> we're just going to have to eat the, uh, the losses. And you will be searched, frisked, and you'll have to go through metal detectors and biometric data scanners before you can get anywhere near us. Yeah, but although if somebody comes in with an aluminum hat, I think we won't care. <laughs> <laughs> if you're wearing a hat, no search. They should they should do that at the TSA. If you have a tinfoil hat on, go on through. Don't worry. <laughs> My bag, once again, by the way, passed through uh, TSA security two more times. My trip to New York and back without any. Okay, checks. try with a bottle of water and see how far you okay, can. Okay, I'm gonna do a bottle of. Water. <laughs> They're gonna arrest me if I have a bottle of water in there. So, uh, anyway, Dvorak.org slash NA. We'd appreciate it. I'll try to get another interlude out this week, too. Oh, excellent. Uh, okay. And I'd like to thank AT&T, this entire show on my end, produced on their USB stick, and it worked perfectly. I was not going to tell you because you would blame me if the connection dropped, but it's uh, one of those little uh, USB sticks, and the connection worked great. Hmm. Let me see you get the bill. <laughs> no, I'm within my five gig limit. Coming to you from an undisclosed loft location in San Francisco, California, Gitmo Nation West, I'm Adam Curry. And from the Silicon Valley North, the place that doesn't exist, uh, but it's here, I'm John C. Dvorak. We'll talk to you again on Thursday right here on No Agenda.